with my sermon today, um, I'm going to stay with the, the theme that we have on topographical locations, sort of being relative, um, topographical locations in the Bible being relevant uh, today in, in this modern world. There are a few particular moments in my life that have left me amazed, humbled, and a bit bewildered. There are thousands of moments in my life, of course, that have contained these elements, but these two have a, these few have a significant impact impact on, my found, on the foundation of my faith. And when I say bewildered, I mean unsure or confused regarding my understanding of what I'm supposed to understand. Don't worry, I'll make sense of that. Um, at least I'll, I'll try. Jeremiah 29:11 states, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This comes in the Bible when God is telling those placed in exile to trust in him all the while and also be able to return to their home. This text has often stirred those of faith to be patient and to accept that God has placed before us the trials and tribulations Sometimes it's great pathways, sometimes it's peril. But along our journey, with the end being that with faith kept, our future will be bright and we should appreciate it. A buffer or addition to this verse can be Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I believe these verses to speak as a command for us to trust in the Lord, yet not to attempt understanding or deciphering what God's plan is for us, because for one, we're not that smart. It's hard for us to try to figure out and know what God is saying. The other is, perhaps we might get it wrong. I believe we are simply to appreciate the life we are given, to believe that God desires for us to prosper and to have dreams fulfilled, but on his terms, not our own. But again, sometimes these moments through life, uh, though life can be altering and, and glorious, they can also, also leave us wondering for meaning. And that is the biggest problem that I have. I like trying to figure out things. I like trying to understand my purpose and my place. And that sometimes gets me into a little bit of trouble, or at least makes life a little bit more difficult for me. Can we have the first slide? My main man, Liam. He's working on it. Okay. So uh, with this slide, you can see where Judea is, and then you can see all the way across where it says India. Uh, as the story goes, Caspar, spelled with a C, also known as Gaspar with a G, was one of the three wise men, one of the three wise kings who had come to Bethlehem to celebrate the birth of the king of all kings. Caspar, following the bright star from the east, had brought with him the gift of frankincense. I had to look at what it was. Uh, a fragrant and nourishing oil. He was, king, he was the king that hailed from India, which would have been at minimum a thousand miles going across that landscape. And I had seen a few places that it might have been in a town or a city called Kerala, which would have added at least 300 miles to it. And he, I'm not certain if he rode on camel or horseback. Either way, it would have been slow and long. <clears throat> a couple of millennia later, um, my wife and I decided to leave our jobs and take on the grand adventure of travel. I had always wanted to live outside the country when I was younger. Um, so we, we had gotten to a point whereas we, were, we had jobs that we enjoyed, but we thought we'd take a chance before we started a family. So 
we had a friend of ours, and we were living in the Chicagoland area, and we had a friend that worked for one of the sort of global people-oriented organizations. So we asked, uh, are there exchange programs around the world that we could go to? Um, not knowing for how long, but we were just interested in doing so. And um, we were thinking some were more than likely an English-friendly uh, speaking uh, country. Um, we packed all of our stuff and, and gave it to her grandmother, and she loaded her entire house with it. And they had come back to us, well, they said, well, they need a basketball coach in India. Can we have the India, the next photo? Um, for eight months, we traveled around India, and I was coaching basketball. We met numerous people from a variety of different cultures and backgrounds, uh, faiths, obviously. We were challenged in so many ways, uh, unbelievable ways. Um, and I came back, we both came back, with a greater appreciation for America, for the world, and for our own lives. About 15 years later, well, first let me say this. We stayed in contact with one person from India. Now, we met a ton of people, but only one we stayed in contact with. And he was someone that was interested in coaching basketball for a career. So we would, get e we would email each other back and forth, or send, actually it was Facebook, uh, back and forth over that 15-year span. And a couple of things happened um, with this person that I found really interesting. If you look at this picture, you see the shoes that I'm wearing? Now, it's hard to make them out, but they're Adidas somethings. It was back in the early 2000s and late 90s. There was this kid that I met. He was six foot seven, and he had just started playing basketball, and I was coaching a variety of ages, and this, this kid was 17 years old. And he had on some gym shoes that were brand new, but I could tell they were going to fall apart within a week because they were, they were just very cheap shoes. So I got to know him a little bit over um, the couple of weeks that we had spent with him. So I pulled him around a corner one day, and I said, hey, I want you to try these shoes on and see if you, they fit. And I think he was thinking that he, I wanted to know what size shoe he wore. So he tried on the first shoe, and then he tried on the second shoe, and then I said, you can have those. And he didn't know what to say. He was really appreciative and thankful. He was almost in tears. And I walked away from him because I didn't want to see his reaction anymore. And I didn't want to see what would happen when he turned the corner and got back with all his buddies now having a different pair of shoes on. And I walked away from him, and I never saw him again. Um, what's interesting is the one person that I knew was at that camp that day. And I get an email post <clears throat> or a Facebook post, and he says, just out of the blue, 15 years later, did you give someone your shoes? Turns out he had run into that guy 15 years later. This guy was now in his 30s. He had played professional basketball or had been playing professional basketball for 10, 15 years ever since then. And somehow they came across each other and they started talking and they said something like, you remember when we were playing, playing in that camp or what have you? And then... It just came up, the guy said, yeah, and that one guy, probably couldn't remember my name, said he gave me his shoes. So then, of course, he, in turn, asked me if I, if I uh, had done so, and I said, yes, of course. And I hadn't thought about it in years. <clears throat> Another thing happened um, 15 years later. Same guy says, Eric and Amy, 
there's these two kids that are having trouble at this basketball camp in Arizona. They're from India, and can you sort of look into it? Well, prior to that moment, we had had an exchange student live with us for about three months um, through the high school, through Rock Island High School. They just needed someone to sort of house this young lady from Bahrain, which is somewhere in the Middle East. And uh, so we housed her for about three months, and then she went to another place. And then uh, possibly a year after that, we housed a person in our home for a year from Myanmar. So when she left, not that anything bad had happened, but I was done with hosting people. So when I get the phone call from the same person that says, hey, can you look into these two boys? I said to Amy, we're not taking them in. So eventually we started talking to them and they were having a lot of trouble. There was some abuse and things like that happened at this basketball camp in Arizona. So I said, um, we both said, hey, why don't you guys just all right, just get on a plane. We actually had family in Arizona. So we said, hey, can you house these boys for a couple of days? Because we were actually on vacation. So can you house them? And then uh, we'll, when, as soon as we get back, we'll put them on a plane, and they can come to us, and then we'll figure out where they can go. When they got off the plane, Amy and I looked at each other and said, they're not going anywhere. It was automatic. It was instant. And they now, one of them's got married. They both graduated from Augustana College. Um, they call me dad, and it was a great experience um, that we had. Um, the challenge with that, that I have, with all of that, is perhaps trying to understand that it was all on purpose. I wanted London. I wanted, you know, m somewhere in Europe. But then India shows up when it comes down to where we could possibly travel to. So we did it. We're adventurous. But it seems to me that the whole point in going was so that we can have these kids come to our house. But I'm not supposed to consider that. What I'm supposed to do is be thankful for the opportunities that I have. Because when we start looking for signs and symbols, it can be somewhat detrimental to us when we're trying to figure out what our path is, as opposed to just accepting life as it is and doing what we possibly can to make life better. For who, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but plans to give you hope and a future. Can we see the next slide? So this is a map of Jericho. Um, one of the great stories that comes out of the Bible that happens in Jericho, um, particularly, obviously, you know, right there where it's highlighted, um, comes a story in Mark 10, verses 46 through 52. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Being told that Jesus was near, Bartimaeus went to Jesus. And Jesus said, what do you want for me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight, and he followed Jesus on the way. Can I have the next slide? This is an old school whirlpool. <clears throat> Maybe they still make them. 
So basically, you know, you, if you've never had an injury before, sports-related injury, you get in that thing, the temperature is right over the water, of course, the temperature can be right around 54 degrees or so. And if you don't know, that is extremely cold, but not enough to give you frostbite, but enough to make everything that's inside it go completely numb within three minutes. And I am telling you, those three minutes could be the worst three minutes of your life. <laughs> Feeling everything just sort of tighten and literally shrink, it feels like. About 30 years ago, in February, it's not about, I know, 30 years ago in February, I was sitting in one of those. <clears throat> it was my senior year uh, at Augustana College, and I was playing basketball, and my knees had bothered me the entire time I played basketball in college. They did not bother me at all in high school, but it's like the moment I got to college, everything was sore, consistently. Uh, I was a pretty good athlete, but by the time my senior year, came around, I could no longer, not, I couldn't jump as nearly as high, I couldn't run nearly as fast. I was constantly in ice bags, I was constantly in that thing. So I did not have the career that I wanted. I, I, I played and my friends, and my teammates and I were very good, but I did not have what I wanted personally from the game of basketball. But I still loved and had a great experience. So I'm sitting in that tank. We had three games to go in our season and I'm sitting in and we're about to leave to go play our arch rival. We have three games to go. We have to win one game and we would win our conference and go to the national tournament. So one of the three we have to win. We had all done the math and we figured that out. So I'm in the tank. We're getting ready to, we had vans, not buses um, back then, 12 passenger vans. Can you imagine? I'm like one of the smallest guys and we got two 12 passenger vans for like 12 to 15 people. It's tight. <laughs> Knowing this is going to happen. I'm icing everything below me so I can get it cold. And so then when I'm in this van driving for two and a half hours, it won't hurt as much as I'm cramped up in the back of it. So as I'm sitting in that, in that tank, my coach walks by, looks in, looks at me in the tank where everyone else is getting dressed. And he says, my name is Eric. Everyone calls me E. He says, E, are you going to the game? I'm like, yeah, I'm going. I just, I got to do this right now. So when he walks past me, knowing how difficult my career had been, knowing how much pain I had been in, I said a prayer. And I said, this is the first time I can actually remember ever saying a prayer in my entire life. I said, God, I just want to be in the game at the end. And I want it to matter. I don't want to be in that game if it's a blowout. And that's when you put me in. If we're up 20 or down 20, I don't want to play in that. If it matters, I want to be in at the end of the game. So get out of there, get into, get in the van, go to the game. Now, what you don't know is the game before, our absolute best player, uh, All-American, um, he was also became the MVP of the Final Four that we made it to that year. He sprained his ankle. So our absolute best player, was not going to be playing in that game. Leading scorer, averaged 27 points a game. He was not going to be playing. So we were down a player, So, I, but I didn't start, but that was okay. Um, ended up getting in in the first half. And then two starters fouled out early in the second half. So I played actually most of the first half, or much of the first half, all of the second half, 
And then we went into overtime. And I played all of the overtime. It was so glorious for me. We won the game 79-78. And I hit the last two free throws to win the game. I told my friends before the game, forgetting about the prayer and everything, but just because this is our arch rival, we hated them. So I said, and, and I talk trash a little bit when I'm on the basketball court. So I said to my friend, I said, my teammate, I was like, dude, when we win conference today, I'm going to do the cabbage patch right there on center court. You know the cabbage patch? Remember this from late 80s, early 90s? Yes, yeah, I am. I'm dating myself. Yes, yes, yes. But it's coming back. I'm going to bring baggy stuff back too, you know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, and, and in fact, I did that at the end of the game. And the, the, reason, the reason I bring that story up, like I brought up the first one, is I'm trying to understand if God answered my prayer. That is the difficult part that I have with life. I can take all that it throws at me, the good, the bad, the mundane, and to me, 90% of life is mundane. It is average. It is brushing your teeth. These are regular things that we all do that no one even thinks about. We got some highs and lows, but for the most part, it goes just like that. So with, ha with having this challenge of understanding the signs and symbols that exist, it makes me wonder, it makes me contemplate always, was this on purpose? I'm always trying to figure out what my path should be as opposed to simply allowing life to be what it is and me being the best possible person while I'm going through it. And I imagine from time to time you guys do the same. We're always looking for hope. We're always looking for options. We're always looking for a path or at least understanding. And at times perhaps we shouldn't. Can I have the next slide? What I have to tell myself when considering these moments and so many others is not to worry about meaning or purpose. In hindsight, many events we can often find, in many events, we can often find signs and symbols that detail what we think God's intentions are. But the truth is, as far as I can understand, God knows what he knows, God does what he does, and I'm only a man trying to be a good son of God. I believe I must simply accept all moments, good, bad, or mundane, and be grateful for them. As an example, when we score a touchdown or fumble a ball, perhaps we should simply be grateful for being in the game and not get too bogged down with what God's plan is. I remember back in the 90s, um, another date, every time you mentioned a date or remember back when, yeah, you date yourself. Um, the Bulls were playing against the Phoenix Suns and Charles Barkley, after, I think it was game four, I think they had won. Everyone thought the Bulls were going to win that game and then win the championship, and then the, the Phoenix Suns won the game, and Chicago literally was boarding up stuff because the year before there was, like, chaos in the city. So they were boarding up windows and everything. So when the Bulls won, there would be this grand celebration, and then people would get out of hand. But Phoenix won that game, so Barkley walking out said, God told me. We were going to win this game and win the series. Now, I'm not questioning Charles's faith or anything. But sometimes, again, and Bulls end up winning that series, um, sometimes we are, we are so hungry for signs and symbols that we, don't, we put too much emphasis on that as opposed to just simply living our lives. 
And I think to me that is extremely important. I think we are best when in times of joy and triumph, and perhaps even glory, we should simply fall to our knees or knee. Again, if you're a football player, you fall to one knee and thank, thank God for the touchdown. And give thanks for merely the opportunity to be in position to do something great or have joy envelop us. And in times of great ache, a failed test, a lost job, the death of a loved one, we can ask for patience and a, pathway, and a pathway out of the agony, yet accepting the time and distance to be whatever it is as God had planned it. Dear Lord, thank you for all the moments, the triumphant, the normal, the unusual, and the tragic. Please help us understand that we don't have to understand. We can simply trust in you and be the best sons and daughters of a glorious Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I know you won't be able to see it, but uh, this is the guy he was talking about in India. I, uh, I had the privilege, Amy passed away a handful of years ago, um, and, uh, and Eric is uh, remarried to the lovely and wonderful Cody, um, but I had the privilege of getting to go to India with Amy for, it was probably 10, 12, 15, something, I mean, it was, it, I loved every single minute of it, and uh, I actually mentioned it as one of the places, like, oh, if I could live anywhere else, international was my answer, like, I don't know if that's India, or if that's London, or wherever, but... Um, I got to meet him, and what was amazing, I've told people this before, that um, everywhere that we went, or we went all the way from the south all the way to the north, everywhere we went, uh, people remembered the two of them. That's what happens when you just follow God, when you just decide, I'm not going to try to make sense of absolutely everything. I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to go to India because that's what was available, and that's what I'm going to do. And uh, I'm really excited that you guys got to hear that message from uh, Eric in particular because the experiences that he's had in his life, I think, lend some credibility to what he just said. Does that make sense? And so I hope that you embrace it, that you uh, internalize that, and that that impacts and affects the way that you pray about what God might have for you next.